Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We've been having a blast. I know. And you know better than this. Mm. Craig, let her make her own decisions. And she's, she's strong. The opposite of weak. But this is... Don't. Right. Right. Lindsay, who's the biggest loser in the world, who her and Austin have been dating for four years while dating other people. Craig, really? You know better than this. They are. You know that. They're dating. I'm not going to get in this. Paige, well, you know how we are, okay? The fact that you just let them down your head is so f***ing He's a loser. That's why he's not a Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Um, mostly Summer House, but we're going to start off this episode talking just a little bit about the Real Housewives of New Jersey premiere. Um, I didn't take any notes, so all of this is like right off the dome. So if I'm like forgetting little details and stuff, like don't come for me. This is literally just like, you know, improv, right? I'm, I'm Che Diaz. <laughs> um, so there were like... It was a pretty solid episode. There were very, like, LOL moments for me. There were serious moments. And I feel like we started off with, like, gosh, it almost seemed like five different big storylines that could possibly carry us throughout the whole season. And I I think that's pretty rare for uh, a premiere to set, like, everything up in episode one. But, um... Yeah. Okay. So first things first, like, I just feel like we have to come to a consensus as to what Gia's role is going to be, because it seems like she wants to play with the big boys. She wants to get in there, but then, you know, there's only so much that you can say back to her because she's trees kid. She's young and you know, I get that. I just wish that, like, we could all agree that Joey, that, excuse me, that Joe Judice is the problem. All roads lead back to him. He did everything. He's the one who made the choice to ruin this family. He's the one who made choices that put himself and his wife into jail and got himself deported. So, I, I mean, 
everybody understands that like what he did was fucked up. I think that is a universal um, feeling and we can't really blame Joey Gorga for feeling the same way. Like, should he keep it cute because that's his family and he's got these minor children that like are watching the show and have to live and get along with him? Probably. He probably should. But like... You know, I also understand his absolute frustration with the whole situation. And I understand when he, when, when they were like down the shore and he flipped out and threw all that salad <laughs> and, and he was frustrated. And I, I get that. I totally get that. Joey Korg is right. But I guess there's just like that element of like, we got to keep it cute. But then it's like, we only have to keep it cute because Gia keeps inserting herself in the situation and it makes it more complicated. And so, like I said before, we got to figure out like, do you want to play the game or do you just want to like tap in and tap out real quickly? Like, I don't know. At the end of the day, Jersey is the most family housewives show. So I don't know. I just feel like we got to figure out what we're doing here. Um, uh, <laughs> Jennifer's nose job. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the nose job. I mean, I am a little bit, but I'm mostly laughing at, I, it was just a kind of a full circle moment for me because I've been thinking about that episode premiere. What I'm not sure what season of premiere it was for Orange County where Vicky shows up to the premiere party <laughs> and she's gotten a facelift and nobody knew about it. So they're all watching we all get to watch in real time everybody's reaction to realizing that Vicky got a facelift and like <laughs> it's still very much in the healing process <laughs> and this was just like it just set that part off for me when everybody's like oh your nose job and honestly I know people really don't like Jackie and I am like one of the few holdouts that actually like thinks that she's interesting when she did that drive-by. Because <laughs> she and Jennifer are not speaking, but she's like, no, her nose looks bad, and I want to get a closer look at it, but I don't want to talk to her, so I'm just going to, like, go real close by her, just take a look at the goods, and then move on. So Jennifer got this nose job in Turkey. Her husband's a plastic surgeon. He did her tummy tuck and stuff, but I guess she was such a difficult client that patient that... He told her, you got to go somewhere else to get whatever surgery you need done. So she flew all the way to Turkey for this uh, plastic surgeon that she saw on, on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I liked Jennifer's nose. I thought whatever she did last season, it was like perfect. No edits. We don't need to change or modify a thing. I liked her nose. I'm a big uh like let's keep our original nose person i was like that with naomi from southern charm with gia um and i just like i don't know i like it i like it just a normal nose we don't all have to have the same nose and that's fine like it, it's not plastic surgery shaming but i guess my question is if bill's in the industry couldn't she have found somebody in america i mean not that she i don't really care that she went to turkey i don't know why i'm making this a big deal <laughs> but like also I guess it's just very interesting to me that he probably has access or connections, even tangentially, to, like, the top plastic surgeons in America. I just don't understand why she felt like she needed to fly to Turkey for a nose job. Um, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, the issue is, I've seen nose jobs 
like pretty close after the surgery. And I know that like oftentimes with plastic surgery, you got to wait several months to see, to let the swelling down and to see how things really shake out. Um, but I've never seen a nose like that post-surgery. It looked like the regular nose, you know, the bridge that goes down and then they put another piece at the bottom. So now the tip goes out further than the slope part and it looks kind of like a um like a claymation character like their nose. And that's scary for me. <laughs> that's that's scary. Um I hope that it ends up looking better. But like I said, I've never seen a nose job like that. Prayers up, prayers up. So what is the other major storyline? Oh, Louie. Okay, so <laughs> perfect, perfect timing. This video of Louie gets released uh, right before filming or right at the beginning of filming and everybody is shocked. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. If you haven't seen that video, uh... I'm sure it's widely available at this point. Just Google or find a, you know, really big Bravo account. I'm sure they posted the video. But if you're not interested, basically, Louie went to, years ago, some sort of male, let's go into the nature and, like, reclaim our manliness and figure out our weird shit retreat, right? So I guess part of that is to write letters to people that wronged you. I guess at this time he had done some pretty messed up things to his ex fiance, wife, girlfriend. I don't know. Somebody he was with. And so they're recording him reading this letter <laughs> to the ex. And most of the guys are not wearing clothes or many clothes and they're all standing behind him and it's just very creepy. It is, I can't imagine somebody seeing that about their new partner and being like, oh, that's a turn on. <laughs> Tree has, it seems like she's of the mentality of like, he has a pass, I have a pass, he doesn't judge me, so why should I judge him? Which is fine I guess but also like I hope she doesn't view her past in jail as like uh like an albatross that not everybody's gonna be able to get over like I just hope that she feels like he's the only one who didn't judge me for being in prison and so I feel like I gotta stick with him because it's not gonna be like that otherwise I don't know I just oh I mean the way they <laughs> like treated Louie or the editing of Louie and he it just he's weird. Like he's weird, right? <laughs> it seems like a really weird guy. And I don't know what to do with that. And it doesn't seem like he's the right guy for Teresa. <sighs> and then we watched Watch What Happens Live, where Teresa was a guest, Louie was in the audience, Gia was the bartender, and Teresa reveals that they don't have a prenup, that they're not planning on signing a prenup. Gia seemed confused as to why they would sign a prenup, and even tells a little anecdote about how 
you know, my dad made my mom sign a prenup a week before they got married. And I just always thought that that was really messed up. And see, this is where I'm like, Gia, say out of grown folks business. Like, no girl, she needs to sign that prenup. And like, shout out to Andy for trying to be like, no, 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 no. Like, Teresa, you have to. And, and they're both like, why? <laughs> and he's like, to protect her assets? Like, what do you mean? I mean, everybody should really sign a prenup if you've got money that you don't want to lose if should you um or property or whatever that you don't want to lose should things go south right she definitely should and yeah andy was like screaming with his eyes of like girl you've already been to jail for financial crimes like don't even attempt to put yourself in the same position and yeah i was shocked i was shocked at gia this is this is what is frustrating about her is that like she is very mature but she's also only 21 just turned 21 so she's also gonna say a lot of dumb shit like this because she doesn't have life experience she doesn't and and that's where i'm like we gotta figure out what we're doing with her are you in or are you out because if you're in you're about to get your feelings hurt a lot So, like, let's figure it out, gang. Um, what else? The, oh, okay. So, the end of the episode um, is was shocking. It was shocking. So, there's issues with Marge and Jennifer and Jackie and Jennifer. And it's just a whole mess. And uh, things come to a head when Marge outs uh, Bill Aiden's affair. So she, you know, I think she kept, she kept a long fuse for quite a while. And then she was like, Hey, like, don't be saying shit to me when your husband, like, you've been calling me all sorts of whores. You've been calling me a slut. You've been talking about how much I've cheated on my husband and all of this stuff or my ex-husband. And, uh, meanwhile, your husband cheated on you for two years with the office manager. And, Jennifer's only response to that was she was what did he say she was she said that she was actually like the physician's assistant or something and so to get it right like if that's the only correction that you can make not like it didn't happen just like you didn't get this person's job description right like that's sad baby that is real sad that's real sad i also saw an article or i just saw a headline rather that um apparently uh who's the daughter of of bill and jennifer that's like really cute you guys know the precocious one um but apparently she found out about her dad's affair on tiktok (laughs) so i mean i'm not laughing because it's funny i'm laughing because like damn that's like ugh yikes um so yeah i I mean mm, mm. i feel like i only heard like little rumors about this bill stuff that i just chalked it up to like not being true did we know that this was confirmed confirmed until jennifer said it boy Ooh, this might be a good season. I, I Last season was good season. Um, I'm not like the biggest Jersey fan. It's very middle of the road for me. It's like not really appointment television. So I, I like it. I don't know if I'm going to be recapping it. Maybe just like this. Anyway, let's talk about 
Summer House. <laughs> I totally blanked on the name. Um, this episode of Summer House was like pretty good. I, you know, I'm, I love being in the Hamptons with our friends. I love, uh, you know, just smelling the waft of Loverboy, empty cans of Loverboy. Um, it's fun for me and I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Um, people say, one person has said <laughs> that like why do you they think that I'm miserable they think that every show that I watch and recap on this on this uh show is something that I hate and apparently I make them very miserable <laughs> and make them and and I really bum them out after the episodes I like these shows okay just to be clear I like these shows but if these people do shitty things that's not my fault I got to talk about it sorry but just so you guys know I'm having fun <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun here. So if like you're not feeling it and you're feeling worse after listening to me, then like, don't, you know, don't, don't. It still gave me three stars though, which I thought was actually pretty, pretty good considering you seem to hate me so much. Anyway, <laughs> um, this episode of Summer House is, they're wrapping up the 4th of July party from the episode before it's winding down. Amanda's trying to kick people out politely by making them suckle from a communal bottle of fireball before making their exit. Um, and uh, at one point, Lindsay's talking to Alex and he mentions being cold because, you know, he doesn't have shirts with sleeves on them. And so Lindsay is wearing like this, like a button down long sleeve shirt. She gives it to Alex and he tell some harrowing story about how, you know, those Marvel actors only have to be shredded for like a few months out of the year, but like I have to be shredded all year long. And I'm a fitness model and a fitness trainer. And, you know, in my industry, it's really hard to remain humble. <laughs> but even though his mom taught him about how being, hum how the importance of being humble. So I guess he's decided to mitigate that by just being so boring that nobody's going to hype him up at all because there's nothing there. <laughs> what are we doing with Alex? I have tweeted the other day, um, where's Luke? Okay, where is Luke? And a few people responded like, I don't care. We don't need him, blah, blah, blah. We do. We do. If we're going to have a himbo in this house, I'm going to need it to be somebody who talks sometimes and says interesting things. And so... What we're getting instead of Luke is Alex. Is that what you guys want? Because I don't think it is. According to <laughs> according to everybody's opinion that I've seen about Alex, I don't think you guys want Alex either. So, like, let's count our blessings and have Luke come back. Because clearly he was supposed to be the Luke replacement and it's not going well. So, you know what? Silver linings. Silver linings. So, Kyle is trying to talk to Carl, who is dead sober and you know, kind of in a post party glow of being able to handle it. Like really being in the summer house for the first time at a big party on a big holiday and being there sober. It's also his six month anniversary, which we find out about later of his sobriety. And meanwhile, Kyle's like drunkenly talking to him about how he couldn't get into the party for the first three hours because of the stuff that's going on with Amanda. And, you know, it's like you guys are having two very different life experiences right now. <laughs> and I think Carl can kind of tell that. How does 
you know, I feel like a lot of people have been asking, how does, how could Carl work in the summer house when it's such a party house? But I wonder, like, how does his relationship with Kyle work? Because Kyle gets sloppy. He gets, like, slurry, sloppy, I can't open my eyes drunk. And at some point, that's got to be exhausting, right? Or got to be something that you don't really want to be around. Not even because it's triggering, just because it's so far from your lifestyle at this point. It's just like, ooh, like you can't vibe with that. So I wonder how their relationship works. Because it seemed like last, or really up until this year, Carl has led us to believe that Kyle has been sort of a lighthouse for him and he's always been who he looked to for a source of maturity as a guy who was going for it and making things happen and in this relationship that he thought was great and that he was like hashtag goals for him. But now it seems like the script has flipped pretty quickly and pretty hard. (laughs) So I just am very curious about like how their relationship is now, you know? Then we see Danielle, who's continuing to her, like, very mature adult fight with Robert about his schedule. And uh, when Maya hears it, because we know Maya works in, um, do you guys know that Maya sells cookies? I don't know if she is now, because it's probably too busy for her, but she sells cookies. And I'm, if she still has them available, I will order them. Actually, I'm going to order them after I uh hop off here anyway um so when Maya finds out what his schedule is what Robert's schedule is which Danielle says is like seven to I can't remember what she said Maya's like you know what actually that's like a really good schedule all things considered like count your blessings girl and then Maya goes to Paige and brings her some pizza and water and tells her that she brought water because she knew Sierra would not ever bring her water and that she needs to eat a carb and stop sleeping (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you guys I love Maya I love her I like I'm like we're veering into girl crush territory which is a rare thing for me because you know usually I'm the bad bitch in this situation but I love her and I want her to come on the podcast I really do and if my girl crush hadn't been solidified at that point, it definitely was when I saw Maya. Like, I've truly never felt as represented on television as I did when I saw Maya at, like, 1240 in the morning cleaning the kitchen. And then she says, you know, she knows she doesn't have to clean up the kitchen, but she also does. And she's talking to her therapist about it. And listen, she might not come out of this summer with a man, but the, to be able to have a clean sink... And countertops, like, that's a real joy. And I feel that so deeply. <laughs> I have been the one who my friends are like, Kara, you don't have to clean the kitchen right now. Like, we're, it, it's fine. We could do it in the morning. You, no, I do. But I do, though. And, like, let me just do it because I'm actually so happy. <laughs> Could not be happier than I am right now. Um, so the next morning... Kyle and Amanda are still pretty awkward. They haven't talked. Amanda says in a confessional that it's scary that this is where they are two months before their wedding. And she just doesn't know. Just doesn't know. Now, obviously, we know that they filmed these interviews after the fact. 
But I would be very curious to know when she filmed that particular interview because she looked really tortured even in that moment. So, like, how long ago did you say that, girl? Because <laughs> you look conflicted. And I know that this was after your wedding and had to have been. Anyway, um, Lindsay has a quick conversation with Robert. Everybody's cleaning up from the night before. You guys, they left out a eight-tier cake. They left out Robert's seafood crawfish boil that he did just for hours. Yuck. I mean, I, I'm fine if people don't want to clean up, but you at least had to clean up the big, major, buffet-sized food from the backyard before you go to bed, right? Like, that's gnarly. That's That was really gnarly. Anyway, um, so Lindsay and Dan, uh, Robert are having a little bit of a talk, and this was, like, the most interested I was in his situation with Danielle, this fight that they're trying to make a thing, but... I don't really know if people care that much, but anyway, um, he tells Lindsay that this argument has been building up for a long time with them. And essentially he can't say like when she's not on the show, but he says, you know, when she's not in the house, she expects me to be readily available to her at all times. And like, I can't do that to her for her. That was interesting. I I would like to hear more about that. So, um, sorry, Carl continues to be, excuse me, guys, involved in his, like, hiking daddy mode. He's showing us his favorite spots in Zag Harbor, you know, the spots that we're probably going to, you know, show our kids one day while they're running around. So, um, and then he comes home to a house of people who look like they've been mowed over by a Loverboy delivery truck. He's like, hey guys, how are you doing? They're like, ah. <laughs> um, so as they're cleaning, Lindsay's horrified to discover that Alex is throwing out bottles of liquor that happen to be uncapped um, over the course of the night. And when Paige finds out, they, she straight up calls Alex a sociopath. <laughs> um, then they're deciding to leave. And Amanda decides to go to lunch with the girls and then head to the city with them instead of going back with Kyle. So they're just like not wanting to talk about what's going on. Before everybody leaves the house, Paige and Andrea have a scene where they, Andrea acts like they're back on track now and Craig who, whatever, even though he'll be there next weekend. And Alex decides to feed himself a whole pot of rice because he's not going to be eating for another five hours. The poor thing. What did we do wrong to get Alex? (laughs) I want to like him, but he's giving me nothing. He's not even giving me Lala, you know? And I hate it here. (laughs) But anyway, uh, the girls sit down for lunch. And again, Maya, mm, she's... There's there's something very important to me in like being able to order well when you're at a restaurant. And not everybody has that talent. And I could recognize that in Maya because she ordered what I would have ordered in a, you know, post hangover situation, which is a ginger ale, bless up, and a chicken club. Looked beautiful. Chicken club, fries, ginger ale, that is a hangover cure for the ages. Um Everybody goes around to talk about their boy stuff, their respective boy stuff. So we start off with Paige, who says that 
she and Andrea had the conversation that they needed to have about their relationship and that Andrea told Paige that, you know, all he had, all she had to do was just tell him about Craig and everything would have been fine. So speaking of Paige says that since Vermont, so it's been like three months between winter house and summer house, right? That since leaving the house that she's only seen Craig twice, so this is where I, I'm calling bullshit on this whole storyline. Maybe we need to talk about the page and the crag of it all rumors that are going around now. So many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. When we got to the first episode and Paige and Andrea are talking about their whirlwind romance that happened for 10 days after they came back from Vermont. And then episode two, we find out that, or episode one, we find out that like Paige went ghost on Andrea and that she has not spoken to him in three months until they, since they, you know, they hadn't spoken to three months until, what am I saying? <laughs> Find your words and use them, please. They had not spoken in three months before heading into the summer house, right? So it was literally like they get back from Vermont, 10 days, nothing, and then summer house. I'm thinking, okay, why are we making such a big deal out of Paige and Andrea's relationship then? And I'm thinking, okay, she's dating Craig. I'm thinking they're dating, dating this whole time, but she's only hung out with him twice. And their first real date happens on camera the day before Craig comes to stay for the weekend in the Hamptons. So I just feel like we're overhyping these relationships. She's really making it seem like she's juggling these two guys, but it's like, 
over the course of three months, you've hung out with them collectively a week and a half and two days, maybe two nights, probably not even like full on dates with Craig. It's like you're hanging out in two social situations and you're acting like this is such a big deal and it's not. So I'm calling foul on the whole thing. I'm just going to say, I don't think Andrea cares. (laughs) I think he's playing the game. I don't think he gives a shit about this relationship. Um, And I don't really know. There have been rumors about Paige and Craig um, just doing this for the cameras and that they're fully dating other people and then they act like they're more serious when the show's on. I don't know. Maybe. I could see that. I've said that I think that they're good for each other doesn't really mean that I like either of them or even like them as a couple. I just think that they're probably a good match. (laughs) But I'm like, you know, because of that, like, I don't, you guys, I don't really care about Paige because of what she said about race. Like, I don't, like, she's funny, but she's also a colorist, so I, I can only go so far with her. Um, if you guys don't know, she said on her podcast that, um, that the guy from Bridgerton was hot because he was light-skinned. Or something along the lines of, like, his light-skinned being a, a positive attribute that made him more attractive to her. So I thought it was weird. But anyway, like, and I, I don't care about Craig, really. I, I really am a fan of his dimples, but that's... I I have in the past have been guilty of giving him too much on account of those dimples. And I'm I'm going to have to recant a lot of things because I have a short memory when it comes to Craig and that serves him well. So anyway, yeah, I don't really think this storyline is very real. I mean, it's interesting and I'll talk about it and I'll, I'll play along. I, I will play along, but I, I think we're overhyping a lot of the situation. Anyway, um, I also think that like maybe people think that Paige is younger than she is. Like Paige is 30 or 29 or 30. Like she's, she cut, she gives you like 24, 25 year old energy, but she's older. So these two dates I know aren't that big of a deal to her as they would be if she were as young as she, people think that she is anyway. Um, what happens after this? Okay, so Maya asks Paige what she's going to do with handling Andrea and Craig. And in a confessional, Paige says she's a little bit worried that maybe Craig and Andrea will realize that their friendship is more worth keeping than whatever they're doing with her. And that they'll basically leave her. Which is, like, honestly an ideal situation for you, Paige. But okay. <laughs> um. So... Then we get to Sierra and she's like, oh, you know, Carl is giving me so many compliments, but, you know, Austin's coming to the house this next weekend, too. So I don't really know. I just like it really pains me to watch this woman really like wrestle her and thoughts about whether or not she should go for Carl or Austin. Uh, what is going on? <laughs> there is nobody like email me at everyone's business, but mine at gmail.com. If you have a legitimate argument for why anybody on this planet would pick Austin over Carl, I know that I have rose colored glasses for Carl, but I also can be reasonable. I 
see Austin. I've seen him. I've seen what he looks like and how he behaves. And I just, objectively speaking, that can't possibly be true. So if you feel differently, like I won't expose you, we can have a legitimate conversation, but genuinely I'm asking you email me at everyone's business, but mine at gmail.com. If you would legitimately pick Austin over Craig and cite your reasons, I'm, I would be very invested in this. Then Maya asks Paige and Sierra, why are you guys juggling so many men? And they're like, why aren't you? (laughs) And Maya says she's down. She's down to date. She's down to see what happens. But definitely not with anybody that was at that 4th of July party. And everybody's like, yeah, we agree. We saw them. We agree. And then things get to Amanda. What's going on with her and Kyle? But Amanda keeps it real cute. And she says, you know, I'm good. We just need to have a conversation. (laughs) Like, girl, you broke his bottle of aqua de joe all over that bathroom i know it still stinks like axe body spray and eau de parfum i know it does you can't just be like i'm fine we just need to have a conversation like okay i i i'm starting to like roll my eyes a little bit at amanda because i get what she's doing like she's doing what she should be doing which is like really thinking about whether or not it's worth uh, bleeding out for the show or saving this relationship. Clearly she's choosing to save this relationship, which hopefully proves to be the better idea in the long run. But I also just feel like, you know, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, baby. Like we saw how pissed you were. (laughs) And so like, let's have this conversation with your girlfriends, especially if you went to lunch with them and knew you were going to be filming and like you knew that they were going to ask you right so i don't know um she just says that the issue is his excessive drinking and she thinks that if he just wouldn't be so wasted that he would have picked up her phone call well we we found out on Watch What Happens Live that that's not true girl so what are we going to do with that now um so in a confessional Sierra says that she hopes that Amanda doesn't feel the need to put up a facade that everything's okay when obviously it's not. And it's pretty deep to break your dude's shit and put his clothes out on the porch. And if you were to ask any black chick on the street, um, she would say that it was over. <laughs> Completely. So Amanda tells the girls that obviously she's going through something with Kyle, but she's with him because she loves him and she wants to work things out. Then everybody gets to the city and we get our old school like what everybody does during the week while they're hustling and bustling and making their dollars in Manhattan and gosh we really don't is there really another show where people really work like that and then go back it's gotta be so much work gotta be so much work for them um so Sierra's moving into her apartment during the week and she's showing us how chaotic the apartment is and acting like she's stressed out about it. But I'm like, (laughs) your newly moved in apartment doesn't look any different than how you lived for the entirety of last summer, girl. (laughs) So are you really that stressed out? Because you seem to be living and loving being a pig pen last year. But anyway, (laughs) then, uh, We see uh, Kyle having a meeting with Team Loverboy 
with his standing desk. And I had a conversation with my friends about the standing desk. I don't want to like isolate anybody. This is about me. I am a solidly, and I have no problem with pride. I am a type B personality. I'm, I do things at my time. I am not lazy and I get things done and I do them, but I got to go on my own pace. I, I don't freak out about things. Like I'm just, you get what you get. Right. And it's going to be pretty good. Right. You listen to the podcast. It's, you know, <laughs> you get what you get. Right. So I, the thought of like a person using a standing desk is just like horrifying to me. It's just a personality, it's a type A personality thing that like, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. (laughs) And so I can understand, like, to me, I'm thinking from Amanda's like, gosh, this guy is a a standing desk, a guy, he's my boss, he's my husband about to be. And that's just too much. Like, I wouldn't be having sex with a standing desk guy either. (laughs) It's just a lot of pressure. It's just too much pressure for me. So they, he finishes his meeting and then they go to look over cause, uh, you know, Amanda does, uh, the graphic design portion of lover boy. So she's showing him different mock-ups for new boxes and they're going over which shade of orange looks best. And Kyle makes this kind of snide comment about how she's doing a good job as long as she gets her deadline. <laughs> It just felt kind of like, mm, kind of weird, right? But then he says he feels like Amanda doesn't understand the stress that he's under. And you could tell by her face, she was like, I'm not trying to have this conversation with you on camera. Or maybe even at all, <laughs> because we're like really going through it. But she sits and listens to him and he explains to her, like, you, I just took out a $4.2 million loan to get things going with Loverboy because they want to go national. And if he, if Loverboy were to go belly up, he personally is on the hook for all of that money. And then he says, you know, I would be, and then we would be presumably like if we get married. Right. So, um, she, I think she gets it. (laughs) I don't understand why Kyle, Kyle keeps dropping hints that Amanda doesn't seem to understand money and the importance of money or what money means. And I would just like us to explore more of that because he, when it comes to finances, he talks to and about her like she's stupid. And I just want to know why. Because if I were Amanda, I would find that extremely annoying and condescending. And Kyle says that he feels like maybe he was subconsciously drinking more because of the stress of all that money. And Amanda's like, yeah, I get that. But everybody else was at home by like 11 that night. And Kyle says that he doesn't want to have another rough week weekend. And Amanda says, okay, well don't fuck it up then. And then Kyle says that he doesn't want to be on the hook for everything with regard to their relationship. And, you know, Amanda says, you're not, but like, I feel like if I were to call off the wedding at this point, you would have no idea why. Then Amanda kind of backtracks and corrects that she doesn't really want to call off the wedding. And Kyle says, well, you don't even really seem to want to hang out with me. So it's not really a stretch to think that you wouldn't want to get married to me either at this point. And 
So Amanda tells him that she needs to feel secure and she needs to feel like they're going to be good. But Kyle says that Amanda needs to stop lecturing him and speak to him like they're actually partners. So Amanda point blank says that she panics when Kyle has too much to drink and she can't get a hold of him and that she's scared that marriage and kids aren't going to change his behavior. Yeah, girl. It, it probably isn't. I, I That's like a, that, that's not a guarantee that I would want to make. You know, that's not a bet that I would be willing to put. Like when you get kids on the line, that's deep. I, yeah. I hope that like off camera and they say that they have a therapist that they're really like digging deep because Kyle seems to be very much of the idea he's acting like he feels like he does not feel respected in this relationship and that he's getting blamed for things, but it almost seems like he's not telling her what it is that he needs from her or what it is that he's upset about. And he's just like taking all of it on. And I, you know, that's not good. Right. Because he keeps saying like, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one at fault, but we don't get really, why or what it is that he's upset about with regard to Amanda and then he starts crying and I just felt like there wasn't a whole lot said during this moment and I maybe I'm just reading too much into it but I just felt like Kyle when he started crying it's because well first he tells her that he feels like she's putting too much pressure on him and that he's never going to be able to live up to her expectations but like he can't get it out and they're Amanda sees him crying and she hugs him, but they're not really like talking really. And I I just feel like Amanda's not catching that Kyle feels like he can't do right by her. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying if he's right or wrong to feel that way, but I just think he's trying to communicate something to her that I don't think she's getting. And that's not good. Then everybody is driving from the city back to the Hamptons and Sierra tells Paige and Maya in their car that Austin backed out of coming to to the Hamptons because he made up some lie about like traveling too much or whatever. Sierra is bummed out, but not for long when she realizes that her second option is Carl. Again, her second option is Carl. That is so wild <laughs> when Austin is the first one. So then um Sierra tells or excuse me Paige tells Sierra and Maya that she went on her first date with Craig the night before and we see a clip of their date which was um one of those cl- click quick clips where uh Paige and Craig were making out that was from this date in the elevator and it's just a quick flashback of Paige telling Craig that she was going to stay single for a year unless somebody really knocked her off her feet. And Craig's like, well, wasn't that hard? (laughs) Wasn't that hard for me to do? So he calls bullshit on that. And yeah, then they make out with each other. And that was basically it. I I think that was basically it. Um, Then over in the guy's car, they're like talking about their stuff. So Craig's, excuse me, Carl's kind of talking about his interest in Sierra. Andrea's talking about coming into the house with uh, Craig coming there. And he says that he's actually excited about Craig coming because he says that they're actually were or are very good friends. 
Well, Kyle and Amanda end up at the house first, and Amanda makes some weird comments about how they shouldn't start swimming because it's three thirty in the afternoon on like a Friday. Like, what what's a good time for swimming? Are there rules? That sounds like the perfect time. I was confused. Anyway, obviously they're not a hundred percent back together, and. Amanda says in a confessional that Kyle needs to be on his best behavior this weekend. And then things, uh, and, and then also that things need to get better before she can confidently marry him. Paige gets to the house. She says that she's really excited to juggle two guys. And uh, okay. <laughs> Lindsay then tells Carl that she had met a guy the night before and they had made the choice to go to uh, Mexico. So let's say she met him on a Thursday night. They go to the house on Friday. She's telling Carl this. They're planning on going to Mexico on Tuesday (laughs) after she gets back. And Carl's looking at her like, okay, okay. And he says the thing that everybody says when your friend is making a bad decision, but you like don't want to get into it, which is, well, if you feel good about it. (laughs) Great. Carl says in a confessional that he kind of suspects that maybe... Um, Lindsay might be projecting or faking it till she makes it about the having a miscarriage, but whatever she's got to do, she's got to do. He also said in the car on the way to the Hamptons that with regard to Sierra, he's not sure what Sierra's got in her mind, but he's at a place where he's ready to date and be in a serious relationship. And This ping to me is maybe a reason why I call BS on the situation with, uh, uh, situation, (laughs) the relationship between Carl and Lindsay. You guys remember that episode of Sex in the City where they're talking about relationships? You know, that, that one episode, (laughs) but one of the episodes, uh, they talk about Charlotte's talking about how she wants a man. It was like an earlier season. And Carrie, I think, mentions how men are like cabs. And when they're ready to get married, they have their light on that says that they're available for a woman to just pick them up. And I kind of feel like Carl and Lindsay's lights were on and they found each other because they're friends, right? I think they were both in a place where they wanted to be in a relationship and they wanted to be in the same type of relationship. And so they're trying to make it work and they were friends. I just don't think it's a good idea, you guys. And not because I have a crush on him. Like I genuinely don't think they're for each other. And I, I just think it was maybe easy, right? Like it's easy because think about it. it they have to look at each other and say, you're both, you're hot. <laughs> you're not bad to look at. We have a friendship with each other. We get along. And now we're both available. And I just don't know if that's like... (laughs) I think it works for some people. But is that like real love? No. I really think that they should just be friends. And and I think... I don't know what kind of relationship title I should put on this. But I think that like... Sometimes people just are in your lives so that you figure out what it is that you want and what you need. And then you find that in somebody else, right? And I think that that's maybe what they should have done, but we're too late. Also, um, I would just like to say that I said months before they announced it that they were together. 
and very few of you believed me. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm not mad at you. But I'm just saying there were very few of you that believed me when I said it. Okay. And I, I really didn't get the credit for that that I feel like I deserve. But anyway, it's, it's fine. It's totally, totally fine. With that being said, I've picked up on some context clues that I think I'm going to say now. And I want the credit if I'm right. Okay. I'll give you a pass on the first time, but if I want the credit, if I'm right. Okay. So I've been watching a lot more Watch What Happens Live. I don't usually, but I've been keeping up recently. And I think it was when Amanda and Kyle, Amanda was on the show. Kyle was in the audience. He let it slip that Lindsay and Carl had recently purchased a car. And then when Lindsay was on Watch What Happens Live, after this episode, she said that she had not been drinking for two months. Okay. Um, she's been in that relationship with Carl for several months. I would say more than six, but that she stopped drinking two months ago. So I'm just like using context clues to think that I think the homegirl might be knocked up again, or maybe they're trying. So you heard it here first. This is just my prediction. I think I'm right. We'll table this conversation for later when we find out that I am. With that, let's take a quick break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So after Lindsay tells uh, Carl about her trip to Mexico, everybody goes to hang out by the pool. Carl makes a comment to Sierra, which was the wildest thing I've ever heard in my life, which was how compared to the other guys in the house, he has a dad bod. Okay. Well, (laughs) the first, the fact that he thinks that his body is not as good as theirs really makes him that much hotter to me. The man is delicious. I, I really am not into like the, the muscle, 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 but he's also very muscular and hot. And like, whew, if that's a dad bod, then my God, watch your daddies. Then Sierra and Carl are kind of flirting with each other. They're asking each other what their type is. I don't know what Sierra said, but we saw her type in Muppets, I guess would be her type. Um, and Carl says that his, he really looks for humor and wit, which, you know, just like a knife right in my stomach. <laughs> that was the last thing 
I wanted to hear. Um, so then everybody starts to get to, um, have, like, they're getting their stuff together for a taco night at the house, and, um, Maya's chopping up some tomatoes, Alex claims he's gonna make some guacamole, and then he's like, no, I'm actually just smashing avocados, and Maya asks a question that'll ring in my head forever, which is, why are you here? Then why are you here? (laughs) If you're not gonna do what you said you were gonna do, then why are you here? Why are you here, Alex? Why are you here? <laughs> it be, back to like me watching Watch It Happens Live. It's very clear that like even now these people don't like Alex. And <laughs> they can't even fake it. Every time Andy even mentions Alex, they're like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to have to be stuck with him. Oh, Lord, help us. Um, so then Robert calls Carl. So obviously we know at this point Robert has told Danielle that he probably won't be able to come back to the house for the rest of the summer and she's feeling some type of way about it. But it happens to be their one year anniversary. And so Robert has come to the house to surprise Danielle and he tells Carl, if you could just distract her for a bit, I'm going to get things set up in the pool house. Fortunately, Lindsay um, distracts her without even knowing it because she has somehow forgotten to bring all of her underwear. And so she asks, Danielle to borrow a pair of her underwear. I'm only going to let this underwear conversation go because we saw the pair of underwear that Danielle gave Lindsay and it very clearly still had the like factory folds in them. So they were brand new. So we can move on. That's totally fine. I I don't, I love girl and girl friendships, women friendships more than anything on this earth. I if if I'm not if I forgot my underwear like don't I'm I don't need yours it's fine where it's too much me and you <laughs> if you got a brand new one that I know great thank you so much old ones I'm gonna pass I'm just gonna pass it's it's too much no thank you I don't need that if I, if that makes me not a feminist then that's fine that's fine <laughs> anyway um so everybody sits down for dinner and then Robert walks in. Surprises Danielle. But who was more surprised than Lindsay? Lindsay is putting, she's gasping. She's putting her hands in front of her mouth. Like, she's acting like this is her man (laughs) that just surprised her. She was so happy. And, you know, I I love their friendship. I love their friendship. As long as we just keep our underwear between ourselves. Okay? Um, So, Danielle goes back to the pool house. And Robert has this, like, really cute setup. It's got these little... Uh, fairy lights and and the tea lights on the ground and he's got some wine and their favorite food which is uh, sour gummy candy and pepperoni (laughs) just plated right next to each other I won't knock it you're the chef Robert I don't know maybe the flavors go well maybe maybe you're teaching us all something um Danielle's super happy it's like a really cute moment for them god bless thank you mom and dad Then everybody asks about, they're back at the taco table, they're asking about everybody's week, and Paige tells everybody that she did go on her first official date with Craig, and how Craig's, like, headed to the house right now, and Andrea's really trying to play it cool, but in a confessional, he says that things are awkward right now, because he and Paige were just in bed last week after he got kicked in the face with an espadrille, and he doesn't think that Craig knows that, and so that's awkward for him. Craig shows up to the house. He's 
smiling. Like, we're getting footage of him in the driveway, and he's smiling before he even gets to the door. So I knew that he was going to be up to some bullshit. This was all already a bridge too far. So Andrea's walking around acting like he doesn't care. Um, and then Craig and Paige go to the room to get ready. And Craig asks Paige, like, do you think Andrea's going to be mad at me? Paige is like, no, don't worry about it. So they go downstairs and Andrea immediately grabs Craig and says, hey, we need to talk. So they go into a room and Andrea starts to start off the conversation by being like, hey, you know that one time I called you and you didn't answer? And Craig's like, uh, <laughs> no, like, where are you going with this? And the, Andrea goes on to say that it, he called him that time because he had heard about Paige and Craig and he just wanted to talk about it. And then he says, you know, I was just kind of disappointed because I felt like you could have been honest with it. And had you just been honest with me, I would have been totally cool about it. And Craig is like, you know what? He gives up a meaning. He's like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Like I was being a pussy about this whole situation. I was afraid of having this conversation with you because I really like our friendship with each other. And then they're like, you know, I I was kind of avoiding you because I didn't want to have that talk because I thought you would be mad at me. And then I just kept avoiding you. And now our friendship is kind of strained because I, I just feel like there's this, an elephant in the room. And so I've just like basically been hiding from you. Right. So Andrea tells Craig that he wants them to get their friendship back. And Craig's like, yeah, dude, like, I miss you. I just didn't know how to have this conversation. And we also saw some footage from the Winter House. Honestly, like, Winter House probably could have been two to three more episodes. Because we saw all this footage of Andrea and Craig actually forming a friendship in the house. But we never saw that on the show. <laughs> like, apparently he and Austin and Craig had some whole bromance with each other. So, yeah, I don't know. But they make up. They're all good. And... Uh, Craig puts his white pants on. Carl says, you're not going to um, beat me to my own game, bitch. And he puts his own white pants on. <laughs> and then they go over to Southampton Social to party. Craig and Paige are all over each other. They're making out. They're touching hands. They're like glued to each other. And Lindsay <laughs> is like, huh. She is like, I didn't really think that they were that deep i'm not judging i just didn't think that they were that close i didn't think they were that serious not because of Paige and andrea and what they've been doing in the house but because of craig and all the rumors about him fucking uh, none other than reality television's own Kristen cavallari so <laughs> this is where we really turn up the heat in the summer house and you know thank god for Lindsay hubbard this really when she said, I'm going to have a hub house summer, she meant that shit. And thank you, sister. Thank you for giving giving us these gifts. At this point, Lindsay is like slightly activated. And even a slight activation is a call to arms for Lindsay. And again, God bless her for it. So everybody goes back to the house and Carl and Sierra get back in the hot tub. We'll just get through this quickly. Basically, Carl realizes that uh, Sierra's more into Austin than he expected. And he's like, you know what? I've had watermelons smashed uh, by my feet before. 
because of all the love triangles that I've been in in this house. Not doing it. No, thank you. Very hot, but I'm going to pass. So <laughs> that's basically it. Sorry, Sierra. <laughs> you played yourself. So, um, so yeah, everybody's back at the house and Lindsay goes to find Paige and she's like, Hey, I just need to talk to you real quick. So she's like, are you and Craig exclusive? And Paige says, no, obviously he's looking up with other people. So am I, um, and then there's like this rumor, right? And so Lindsay's like, yeah, I kind of thought you knew he was looking up with Kristen because I saw it on Dumois. I saw it on the blogs. I saw it on reality blurb. <laughs> and then Paige was like, well, I saw those rumors, but I thought that it was Austin that was really hooking up with Kristen. And Lindsay at this point is like, oh, so she really doesn't know what's going on. So she's like, okay, uh, we need to speak privately. So they go into a room and Lindsay tells Paige that she did some research and that she hit up Austin earlier that day and was like, Hey, I saw these rumors about you and, uh, Kristen and Craig hooking up, like being in a love triangle with one another. So which one of you is actually fucking her? And Austin says that it's Craig. So presumably Paige starts to cry. We can't see her, but it sounds like she is. And she's like, no, I just feel really stupid. Lindsay's like, did you really like him? <laughs> Paige is like, yeah. Um, so in a confessional, Paige says, yeah, for like a month now, there have been these rumors about Kristen having a love triangle. I just thought it was Austin, but now I'm feeling some type of way because it's Kristen Cavill. I mean, they don't say her last name. They just say Kristen. It's Kristen. And who wants to be in competition with her? And also it's Kristen and I love her. <laughs> and so Craig runs into Lindsay. He's drunk at this time. His shirt, who knows where that went? He's got a, probably a Coors light in his hand as he's wont to do. And he's in Southern charm, Craig mode. Like, truly. Um, so he's sloppy. Sloppy, which is to say sloppy. Uh, if you don't watch a show. he, he I, These are the times that I forget about Craig. Because really, with Southern Charm, Craig is kind of the underdog. And kind of the moral compass of the show out of the guys. He's still an objectively bad person. But just everybody's worse. <laughs> But he does have these times where he really shows his ass, um, like Ray Sonny mentioned, um, last season's reunion where he gets more and more drunk and he just relentlessly goes after Madison for all these uh, alleged improprieties that she did against Austin. And at one point, like, he's clearly gotten wasted. His hair is disheveled at one point. His jacket's barely on. Like, he, and he's just going after her in a very nasty way. This only happens with Craig, like, once a season. So, personally, like, I forget. But then we see it, and it looks even worse <laughs> up north than it does than it does in Charleston. Um, so, Craig is, like I said, trying to find Paige. He finds Lindsay first. And he asks Lindsay where Paige is. She's like, I don't know. I'm trying to be a good friend. She asked me if Kristen's hooking up with Austin or Craig, and I said Craig, and 
She said, the crack tells Lindsay, yeah, Paige and I can hook up with whoever. It's totally fine. And so then he goes and finds Paige. And Paige kind of blanks him. And she's walking to her room with Maya and Sierra. And then Craig has the audacity to yell at uh, Paige, if you let Lindsay in your head, then you're weaker than I thought. And Maya turns around like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, what the hell? So then Craig starts going on about how Lindsay sucks and how she doesn't need to be involved in his life. And Paige tells Craig, like, you got me looking stupid right now. You know, like I, I, I look stupid. So then Lindsay gets upset and she's like talking to somebody else because she was trying to have a good night and now it's been ruined by herself. <laughs> and so then Craig pay, tells Paige that, you know, I we've been having a blast and you should know better. Like he is openly and actively and aggressively trying to manipulate her out of feeling bad in front of people. And it's really a sight to behold. Like it's very gross and it's embarrassing and yikes. He's, he looks terrible, terrible. Lamaya tells Craig, let Paige make her own decisions and that Paige is the opposite of a weak person. And so then Amaya Paige and Sierra are all watching Austin, excuse me, Craig, try to manipulate Paige and saying all this stuff is dumb. Lindsay's the biggest loser in the world. And then he says she and Austin, Lindsay and Austin have been dating for four years while they've been seeing other people. Like they're both losers. (laughs) And then everybody's like, wait, 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 what? And Sierra, who just said, who just heard that, um, the man that she's into has been dating her roommate for four years. She's like, what are you talking about? But then Craig doesn't want to talk about it. (laughs) And then Sierra's like, no, 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 for real. Like, what were you saying? And so Craig yells at Sierra, like, he's a loser. That's why he's not here. Like, get it through your head, girl. (laughs) So then Craig tells Paige, we're good. (laughs) Is that for you to decide? No, we're we're fine. (laughs) Okay. But she's mad at you, bro. You can't tell her, like, no, you're not mad at me. We're actually fine with each other. We're we're good. It's everybody else. Um, And then <laughs> he's wild. He's a truly wild. Then he's like, you know, we're fine. He's like, I just hate that everybody upset you. And if I knew Lindsay was going to do this, I wouldn't have even come. <laughs> it, what? That she was going to tell the truth? Is it? That's what you're worried about? Okay. I thought that you guys were totally fine dating other people, but now you're mad because she told Paige you were seeing somebody. So what's the issue? Which one is it? So Craig walks away and Maya tells Paige, he just gaslit the shit out of you. Fortunately, Paige, or unfortunately, Paige doesn't listen to anything Maya says. She runs to Craig and goes to his room and she just tells him that Lindsay was trying to figure out who uh, he was hang- hooking up with. And Craig lets it slip that Austin, the reason why Austin told Lindsay that is because Austin was jealous of him for hooking up with Kristen. <laughs> Does that make it better for you, Paige? I okay (laughs) so Paige says she feels foolish because now it looks like she's in a love triangle that she never asked to be in 
and it ends the episode with Paige, because Craig says, oh, well, I just made out with her. And so Paige says, okay, but did you fuck her? And then that's our cliffhanger for the episode. So, oh, this is a real big mess. Like, you're upset because you were in a love triangle that you didn't ask to be in while actively being in a love triangle that you seem thrilled to be in with Andrea and Craig. So, (laughs) like... You know, this is where I'm calling bullshit on this whole storyline. But okay. Uh, there were also rumors that I, uh, possibly they're going to be moving in together. I could see Craig, like I said, I could see Craig moving up to New York and uh, joining the summer house. But it sounded like he was talking about them having a backyard. and So I don't know. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Um, also, somebody, some... Uh, account on Instagram had posted about how like Craig's bad behavior and what a mess he was. And Pat Altschul um, said, well, if you think this is bad, it gets worse on, on our season. So, Ooh, can't say that I'm looking forward to that, but I will be watching. I will be watching. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. We'll be back on um, later. (laughs) 